Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, I'm so blessed and excited to have an amazing guest on the show. She is a business profit Jedi, specializing in transforming businesses from soul-draining obligations into explosive freedom-generating dreams. As a published author, re-owned speaker, and proven business mastermind, Ronit combines her innate ability to draw out the human potential within all of her clients and with her innovative strategies to put her clients' businesses on a whole new wealth trajectory. Her transformative work has powerfully launched hundreds of businesses from obscurity into the seven-figure spotlight and has been used to elevate the static work of many salons and service-based companies. I am so excited to have my friend on the show today, Ronit Enos. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jennifer. It's so good to see your face. I love it. and I'm (laughs) super excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, I missed you. you. I just so saw much. you. I just saw you in Chicago. I think was it a month and a half ago. And the best part about it was to run into you and give you the biggest hug. You have the best smile ever. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I I heard about you through the beauty industry for a few years, but I don't think it was until last year, so twenty twenty one, the beauty show that you were speaking on stage. And I think I went to three of your classes that you taught last year. And I was just like soaking it all in. I mean, you were just such a wealth of knowledge and a fantastic speaker. And one of the things too, that I really love is that the way that you, the way that you educate based on like your experiences, it's so it just, it's so motivating and, and it, you can just really digest the information that you share with people. Mm, thank you for saying that. So I would love to take it back and really get our listeners to understand why you are such an expert and have built such an amazing business. So you've been in the industry for quite some time and you were a salon owner. Can you take us back to that, that stage of your career? I would love to. So um, the one thing that when you were talking and you were just kind of like saying that you were three, you know, three classes and you were there and you were, you know, engaged in, in, the, in the lesson, I want to tell you that um, the biggest part of, um, I guess, being successful and making differences in, in people's life is to have connection, to have that uh, magical connection. So um, I think, Jennifer, we connected on, on the spot, right? There was like that magical connection on the spot. So uh, I think that that's number one, no matter what you do, um, it's that magical connection and how you develop relationships. And sometimes you fall in love in a second, but even in a second, it's, it's not there forever. So you always have to work on your relationship. And I know I've heard this sentence many, many times before I heard uh, yourself, um, your, your network is your self-worth, right? Uh, we've heard that, but I don't really agree with that. I think your self-worth is your net worth. Um, and mm. I think people need to just take that one in and chew it. 
Um, so what you're projecting and what you're trying to achieve is going to bring you your net worth, right? And your network. Uh, and I think that's, that's really what I'm trying to say. And, and, and truly is that um, as, man, as much as we can call ourselves experts, I really think that ec my expertise and my zone of genius is being a student. I love learning. And um, over the years, I had over uh, 200 staff members and experts and uh, great friends and mentors that I've been the best student. So I've learned a lot. So when I hear somebody saying, Ronit, you're such a good teacher, I have to give it a credit to be the best student, you know? So that's my, um, my experience. So that's I it. But that. I did start, I did start um, in 2001, you know, Maxime Salon, uh, my first salon was born in a recession, in, in a, a tragic time. Um, so in 2001, uh, it was a couple of weeks after September 11, and I was scared so much to open a salon at that time, uh, but I decided to go all in. I had an amazing support around me and a vision, and I knew exactly what I wanted. Uh, my vision was so super clear, and so I focused on that, and, and that's how I started. I started with a 900-square-foot or maybe actually, hold on, let me think. Was it 900? It was 700 square foot salon in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. Um, and that was 2001. And in 2002, the beginning of 2002, we won uh, Best of Boston. And so I didn't even know we won it. I had no idea what did it even mean, but we got a word and when I got that, um, I knew that I always want to win now. I did you know, I'm so competitive with myself. And I said, wow, that's amazing. Because when we won that, the sky opened up and clients been pouring in our doorstep. We were very fortunate. And that was the beginning, the beginning of 2001. And, you know, it was 2008. And before you know it, three years down the road, we're busting out of our seams and we needed to expand. And uh, 2006, we opened our second location which was uh, double the space. So I think it was somewhere like very close to 1400 square foot. And uh, we, we expanded, we moved. And that was a dream salon because now I had a whole different vision for what I wanted to do. And uh, I went to reach out for that vision. And that was for, you know, that was 2006. And then we went into 2008, which was my second experience with economy challenges and recession and all of that. But I have to say, through all these challenges, uh, our business thrived. And um, uh, here we are. A few years yeah. later, we really loved uh, what we have done. Uh, we grew. Um, you know, through sweats and blood and tears and endless nights of not sleeping. Am I going to make payroll? Am I not going to make payroll? I was just telling that story in a different podcast, how there was one time I'll never forget. I was with my friend in Las Vegas in a big convention and big hair show. And um, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning because it's three hours behind Eastern Standard Time, laying in the tub, making no noise, and trying to do payroll, right, in the town. And so, yeah, so as all of us business owners, we all go through these crazy times. Uh, we're trying to, you know, to, to, to move forward and, and become and have more freedom in your life, enjoy the life that you always dream of, but it's not an easy journey, is it? Yeah. I'd love to know, like, you always seem to be crystal clear of, your vision. And I'm curious to know when you did open in 2001 and then again in 2006, like what's your advice on like, how do you get crystal clear with your vision of your business? The biggest word that comes to my mind, Jennifer, is stop. Stop right now. Don't start. Wait. 
before you start anything, it's not about the name and it's not about the brand and it's about you. What do you want to deliver to the world? And what do you want from that world that you're going to create right now? Because guess what? You're going to be in that world for a long time. What do you want this world to bring to you? Why are you doing what you're doing? You know, we hear that over and over and over again. It's the why, it's the what, it's the how. And I said, no, before that, before all of that, it is about what do you want to contribute and what do you want the contribution to pay you back? And it, yeah. and of course, once you aligned with that, the next thing to, to do is to identify the vibe that you want your place to have. What kind of a vibe? And when I talk about vibe, I talk about energy. I talk about what kind of people do you want to be in your bus? Mm. You know, uh, people always talk about values. You know, and all these are wonderful buzzwords, but we really need to understand all of that. And uh, Jennifer, stop me if I go into a rant, please, because it's, <laughs> it's gotta be fun, right? You know, as I love those questions, but the thing is, is we have to really dig into the intention in order to be very clear with what we want, because otherwise you're gonna be here for the next 10 years, making no profit, working your bum off, and you're not getting what you thought you're gonna be, but you don't know what you want it to be because you never really stopped to think about it. So stop, write down, put it in there, get clear with yourself first. And then once you got clear with yourself first, first then you have to plan the strategy. Then yeah. you have to say, okay. So for me to get from point A to point B, what do I need to do? Now, unless you went to an amazing business school and you had an amazing experience, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know. So um, you have to believe 100% in your vision. You have to believe in yourself. And then you have to invest every dollar in how can you get the help so it's not about the what why and how it's about the who now it's about the who so you have a vision you know what you need you know the vibe you know the values now is who is going to help you get there mm. you know you you mentioned a lot of great success along the way with a with a few bumps in the road, one when you first opened and the next one in 2008. And as a business owner myself, I know that there is just a lot of, um, I don't want to say necessarily roadblocks, but a lot of hurdles to overcome along with the wins. So some, some losses and some wins. Is, is there some other like losses or something that you have experienced with that ownership that has really paved the way for you as far as developing your platform of education? Um, wow, what a great question. This is fun, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> I would say that, you know, there's just, again, the buzzwords, right? I, I would say, quiet your mind. Don't listen so much to the buzzword. But know that when you start a journey, it's never going to be easy. And there's always going to be something and you're going to fall on your face many times. Uh, but when you go into it, really work on yourself as much as you can, not to have shame, to embrace mistakes and errors. I make plenty of mistakes. I screw up so many times. Um, I don't know about the word failures and should you embrace failures? I just don't believe that they are failures. I believe that really that you learn from all your mistakes. And uh, I think if you, listen, it took me a long time to develop that, that uh, tough wall where, where I don't feel shame so much about mistakes that I make. I, I feel bad and I wanna get better and I want to do better. And I think that I have not lost. Even, you know, my husband told me the other day I was practicing an enrollment call. 
the other day. And I said, and I look at my prospective client that is going to be part of Salon Cadence. And, um, and he says to me, and so I listened and I said to, to my husband, I said, babe, I just don't have the patience. If somebody doesn't want to learn and become better, I, I don't want them in my program, forget it. Why, why? But then he corrected me and he said, that's not how you need to look at it. Mm. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, do you look at it from a personal view? Because rejection is tough. But what you need to look at this as, are you going to help that person or not? Are you committed or not? Because mm. if you are committed all the way, you have to find the way to convince them that this is the best thing for them. You have to connect in your heart with helping your mission and their mission. How can you do that? Now, of course, you can only bring the horse to the water and let the horse drink. So if you're, I'm gonna take that point and I'm going to relate it to, if you're new in business and you wanna start any kind of business, whether you wanna start learning about hair, um, as a stylist working for another company, as a stylist working for a brand, as a stylist working for a salon, or if you wanted to own your own salon suite or independent um, solution for yourself, or you wanted to expand to a big salon, the number one most important thing is to connect to your mission and what you want to do and know that even when you have strategy and they have a big plan, you are going to make mistakes <laughs> and you cannot judge yourself so hard. Only, the only time you think about it is so you can get better. Mm. And know that it's not always about you, that other people need to learn how they can get better. And your job is to coach them through it. And your job for yourself is to learn how to become better. That's all. What were some of the things that helped you as a business owner keep that strong mindset? Huh. Well, at the beginning, at the beginning <laughs> um, yeah, at the beginning, I would react to everything so quickly, but I was so excited, you know, about it. One of the things that I love doing is having very good music. Mm. Music was a non-compromise. And so what I did, I did a survey among my clients and find out what is their favorite music to get their hair done in. And, uh, and I tried all many kinds of different music. So I had music from France, music from Italy, music from all over the world. And even though my staff did not appreciate it so much, I will tell you the clients loved it. And so the client's opinion is number one. You have to know what is your client? What do you want for a client? What is your ideal client, right? And then understand what they love. How can you make their experience super magical, super magical and not regular magical? Like you don't want to think like Nordstrom. You don't want to think like, um, you know, like uh, TJ Maxx. You want to think like the Ritz. You want to think like, I want to give my clients or my client magical moments because when they come here they're going home and they want to go home after having a magical it's like almost like they don't want to leave you so that's how I designed it Maxime and Maxime in Hebrew means magnificent mm. that means everything that you're going to experience in this place is going to be magnificent and so uh, I partnered with a restaurant and I created a buffet type of a station where they would bring some amazing hors d'oeuvres every day at five o'clock. Uh, we would serve wine and we had this magical um, uh, music that they loved so much that they knew that every time they come to see us, they don't even have to eat at home. They had food with us. So uh, that we created a community, we really did. But it was, even though, you know, 
our average ticket wasn't billionaires. They were not billionaires, but they didn't mind spending high tickets because the experience was magical. Mm-hmm. So, so invest in music, uh, invest in magical moment that can emulate magical resort. Like if you're going to a resort, And uh, the third one is make sure your business runs on automation. Make sure you have the best software in the world. Make sure you have everything so your client can come in and out very quickly. Like don't let your clients spend way too long time in the shop because they don't have the time. So you got to understand that about your client. Give them magic in a box and quick. <laughs> I love it. Uh, my accountant said, Ronique, why your tickets are so high? What are you giving a skin in a, a baby bomb skin in a, in a box? And I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> That's what we do, you know? So, so I, I never forget it. It's just like, what are you, are you selling skin in a box? And I'm like, yeah, we do. We sell skin. And we didn't have Botox at that time. I wish we did, but you know. That's kind of like where, uh, for anybody who's listening, Jennifer, you have a most amazing audience and you have to deliver magic. You have to create magic and you need to give magic to yourself. So uh, if you're working 14 hours at a chair, reduce it to eight hours. Don't work more than that. Oh, I can imagine. I, I think that would I mean that there's no balance you know you worked so hard in your salon you eventually ended up selling it in 2016 what what was some of the things going through your mind as far as your you you mentioned earlier that to get clear in your vision you need to know what you want to put into this world and what you would like the world to give back to you at that point, when you have had this amazing journey with salon ownership, you were ready to turn the chapter. What, what was, what was that like? Well, that chapter took a while. Um, I think that um, growing up in Israel as a little kid um, took me a while to to embrace the journey that I was on and to know exactly what was my calling. And when I look back and I look at my what I've done, all the action that I've done, I know that my calling was to help women um, that are not wealthy become wealthy, independent, as, as wealthy as they want to be and as the independent that they want to be without relying on anybody, uh, they can create the wealth and the happiness for themselves. Mm. And, and I learned that from a very young age, right? I, um, my parents were going through a terrible divorce. My mom and my dad were finding cats and dogs for 18 years. Um, uh, she couldn't get a divorce when she wanted to. Um, but at the end of the at the end of uh, of period of time, she finally was able to. So her independency did not come easy. It took a long time to have the freedom. And when I saw that, and I went through this as a child, I knew that no woman should ever be in a position not to have the freedom, the wealth, and the choice of living her life the way she wants to. So from that point, everything I've done in my life was a process to where I am today. Um, even uh, being um, a soldier in, and a guide in the uh, IDF, which is the special forces, Israel special forces, my job was to help people reach from uh, where they are to a safety place. So that was my training, how I train people. Um, afterwards, I was a flight attendant and my job was to keep people safe and happy. So it was always a point where I was meant to serve and meant to keep people on their journey and succeed. And then when, when we embraced, you know, we, I owned five more companies uh, other than just hair. So, you know, my, my goal was always to keep the confident elevated and help 
mm. help my my women become wealthy and so um that was my that was my calling when i was a leader in my company and and we created that um at one point jennifer i felt like i maximized my calling at the salon and i wanted to take everything i've learned over the past 30 years and continue my journey and and help women now achieve independent wealthy life while running a business and so what could have been better than than in the beauty industry because that's where i found myself and so um you know the time was to to finish that chapter um my kids were gone you know now because they've been gone for four or five years and both my husband and I had a dream to to work together and build a company together and take it on the road and so uh we created that so we really created that and while we were on the road we help hundreds of independent uh, stylists or independent beautician and salon owners to um, become financially successful and get the freedom that they needed so every piece in this journey led to where we are today and and I love it I just you know but again there were many times when I fell on my face many times that I wanted to rip my hair off many times <laughs> where I wanted to quit many times when I wanted to um you know pack my baggage and go back to Israel to my mommy uh and 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 you know but I always had a really good support and, um, and worked hard through those times. What, what kept you going? What, what was the motivation behind this hard work, behind this passion? Knowing that we deserve that life. Knowing that... Um, to me, you know, one of the three most successful um, lessons and teaching that we do with our um, entrepreneur, entrepreneurs members is that have them understand that um, what is their purpose? We go through a major discovery uh, for a month. We dig into their businesses and into their brain, find out exactly what speaks to them what is their potential? What is their location potential? Um, what kind of uh, clients they actually work with? What are their opportunities around them? Um, we go through so much digging to get the clear out. And at the end, if you take that sauce and you put purpose behind it, purpose, it's the greatest thing. Why are you doing what you're doing? Jennifer, why are you doing podcast? Right? There's something about that that speaks to you. It, you. it means so much to you. So what is the true purpose behind it? And then you put the profit cash flow uh, model to align that so you're able to uh, achieve that. And that is the actual uh, success. Whether you're in the, your very first phase of building um, a, a sweet salon, then you go into the second phase, then you have the third phase of entrepreneurial dance, your fourth phase, until you get to the fourth phase, that's a journey, right? When you get to the fourth one, it's the time to say, okay, now what? What, what am I gonna do with everything that I have achieved and learned and how I'm going to apply it to my fourth phase? And that's almost nirvana. When you get to there and you can have six ten nirvanas over the course of a life um so um i guess you have to know you no matter what you want you have to make sure that you have a profit uh model that will allow you to get all those things that you want and that's the one thing that i have missed through the very first five years of running a business i was never profitable to the point that it allowed me to have the success that I wanted. So mm. I worked like everybody else, 24 seven, 
two little children. Uh, maybe I will meet my husband when we were meet for a second coming and going. Uh, we had both knew our vision, but we didn't know how to create the profit behind it. And when we figure out how to do it, we went from five figures to six figures to seven figures um, and created exactly um, that for our own staff. You know, so uh, if I can do it, where I, I had to teach myself to speak different language and uh, learn how to type in a different language, having two little children, if I can do it and everybody else can do it. I, I really want to dive into the profit, but before that, what do you think the biggest difference is between hitting those benchmark numbers? You know, like for instance, a lot of people say, if I could just make a hundred dollars an hour, or if we can get to the $500,000 profit uh, amount for the year or a million dollars or seven figures, you know, those different phases, what is, what is the, the biggest discovery do you think that happens in those phases? Um, brilliant question. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible that I can because I've been there before and it wasn't simple to me. You know, it was like speaking Chinese. So the number one thing is that, um, and, and Chinese might be easy for somebody, but it wasn't for me, okay? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, but here's the thing. The thing is that first you need to know how much money you wanna take home. Make sure that you know. What do you wanna take? Do you wanna take a hundred grand a year? That means that you're going to be taking net worth. Net worth, you're gonna take it what? If it's, if it's uh, um, you know, $8,000 a month, then, then that's the gross amount. That means that you're going to take home maybe $6,500, right? That's what you're going to have left after you're paying Uncle Sam. You have to understand that. Now, is $6,500 a month is enough right now? Is it going to cover your expenses time three? Because you need something to cover your expenses time three. Now, I'm not telling you that you're going to be wearing, um, um, you know, Valentino. I'm not telling you that you're going to be driving a Mercedes. I'm talking about your basics, okay? Now, <clears throat> if you do want to wear Valentino, then you have to budget it for Valentino. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so if Valentino is part of your expenses, because that's what gives you pleasure, then you time it by three. That's how much money you need to bring home. Okay? Because you have to have uh, uh, um, uh, a way to put for travel. I love travel very much. So for me, I have to put at least $20,000 a year for travel. Uh, if I love um, um, my time off, I don't like to work 24-7. So I need to know that my budget is this much time, and that's what I want to do. So I need to incorporate that into my, my um, expenses, right? So if I'm going to bring in and I'm happy with $6,500, that means $100,000 a year, what do I need to do to bring that kind of a money in the amount of hours that I want to work? Mm. Okay. Now, what can I, and then you have to figure out your number one most um, um, product or service that brings you the highest margins, right? And and align all your services with, with those uh, margins. And that's where you spend your time, okay? Like this is what you have to figure out in the beginning. And that's what we do. We figure out the beginning of like, okay, how do you wanna live your life? What do you wanna do? And I will tell you the most important thing is that if you love what you're doing and you do it every day, there's two things you have to consider. One is that if you love what you do, you'll be very prosperous, very. But also, if you're going to do it for 14 hours, you're going to fall out of love with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have to recognize that time is more important than money. Okay, so you work on all of that together as a plan. You got to figure all this stuff out. 
before you start. So, because what happened is 70% that people are, uh, that small businesses, whether you're a solopreneur or, or you have a company, you fail within five years. You close doors within five years, 70% statistic. Check out Google. If 25% living paycheck to paycheck and only 5% in small businesses really thrive, who wants to leave paycheck to paycheck? Why? Well, you don't have to. So you have to realize what is the plan behind your wishes? What is your purpose? What do you do the most that you love? Figure out what is your niche? What is your best at and where you leave the happiest at? Don't overload yourself on that time. And that's really the basics of success. That's incredible. And I'm curious to know, like, Ronit, the first five years of salon ownership into what was Ronit like operating a business as a seven-figure gross profit salon owner? Yeah. Um, I worked my bum off the first five years, actually the first four years, um, 24 seven, you know, I would come home, um, have dinner with the kids, put them to bed and at 10 o'clock, I would be in front of the computer for the next two hours, wake up at five o'clock, go to the gym, uh, wake up the kids, fight with them, what they're going to be dressing up. Uh, making sure that they have lunch boxes. I would drop them at school, fighting on them. Are you going to get up, get up, get up, you know? And um, that's how it was, five years trying to figure things out. Um, but when I did, when I figured out what are the three things that I wasn't applying, and, and Jennifer, I hired mentors and coaches every year of my business, and I've learned so much, and it brought me, Okay, it brought me to where I was. And so, and I did well, right? I made lots of mistakes, but I did well with all my mentors and my coaches. But what I've applied for the first few years did not take me to what was going to happen in the next five years. So if I wanted to be in the seven figures, and the reason why is because I wanted my staff to, to have a beautiful salary. I wanted to, them not to work more than 10, 35 hours a week. I wanted them to have the life that I wanted, where I can be with my family, where I can be with my husband, and I can enjoy the life that I want, travel all over. That's what I wanted for my staff. And so I knew, and it's a simple math, Jennifer, if you want to take $150,000 home, and you want your company to earn $100,000 as, as, as a company needs to earn. And you're going to pay Uncle Sam at least $50,000, right, in taxes. So now we are where? Where are we? We are at $400,000 that the company needs to pay out just between me, Uncle Sam, the company, and this is without operation or, or payroll, right? So if I'm going to make $400,000, then I need the company to bring in at least $400,000 and that's just to be even. Make sense? So if I wanted to be able to afford $70,000, $80,000 salary for each of my staff member, which I call them shareholders, right? Then that means that the company has to live in the seven figure. That's why. That's the only reason, you know? So of course, it's going to take you a little time to get there. But now you know, now you know the math behind it. Now you know the why behind it. And now you know what you need. Now you have to figure out what you need to do with who to get there. And that's the clarity. You know, you have to understand the why behind all these buzzwords. Now, if you want to be six figures um, stylist in your sweet salon, that's awesome. But what can you do to maximize on your income? You have to implement a cash flow management system that is so simple, that is so sexy, 
that you are actually going to do it. It's like if you if you wanted to lose weight and if you wanted to become fitness savvy, you're not going to buy a membership uh, to the gym that is 20 miles down the street because you're not going to do it. You're not going to um, <clears throat> join a gym if you don't like working out with weights. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you're going to have to figure out what you love doing. The same thing comes to running your business. No difference. Profit first is the only cash flow management system that is going to allow you to keep the money and not blow it before you even get the money for many reasons. So um, <clears throat> that was one of the biggest aha that happened to me when I figure out why am I not profitable? What's going on? The, the, the accountant tells me, Renee, you did so well. You're so profitable. You made $30,000 profit this year. I'm like, really? Where is it? Because it's not in my bank account. And so um, when I figure out what successful business owners actually do, one of them was that system. And when I implemented that system, it took me from the six to the seven. Mm. Okay. Um, now that's keeping your money in and multiplying it and learning how to do it. So that's one aspect of cash or one aspect of what you do with your revenue. The other thing is you really have to learn what brings you the most from the least amount of time. And those, what we call the multipliers, have to know what they are. Yeah. And then once you know this and you exercise the best lifestyle cash flow diet, you become a powerful woman, a powerful, wealthy, and you're able to offer your staff what you promised them. This is so powerful and moving. And it's, and I'm sure that you, you probably would agree that with hearing that most salons are only profiting about 8% and the statistics of how many salons and small businesses in general too, that close their door within five years of opening, but knowing what you know now and have been able to not only implement it and see that huge growth it's like why are people why are not more people doing this then in their business you know yeah you, you wrote an amazing book I can't wait to get my hands on it and all of my listeners if you have been moved like I have with Rooney today you have to get her book and you have to read it if you want to be profitable in your business, can you tell us a little bit? You've got uh, you've got Profit First book. You also have your own branded platform of lifestyle and education, and you have the Salon Cadence. Can you tell us a little bit about these different education resources that you have available? Of course. Um, and by the way, anybody can get me. Uh, I'm very approachable. And if you have any profit question or anything, you can get me um, on, on Instagram at Renee.Enos. You can get me on all the channels that I'm sure you're going to be sharing um, with your staff, uh, I mean, with your audience. But um, I guess I guess what I would say to your comment, why people are not doing it more. Well, if they are actually profiting 8%, I would say that's, that's better than not profiting at all. But unfortunately, 70% are not profiting. And uh, as a matter of fact, more than that, right? 95% are living either paycheck to paycheck or not profiting at all. And <clears throat> it's inconsistent and why? There's so many reasons. And most of the time I would say it is you. It is the relationship that you have with yourself about success and money. Because if that's something you really want, if you really want 
to have freedom of time, then you have to set yourself with boundaries. And you have to put a major structure in your calendar. Number one is to learn. So if you can take a Tuesday and block your Tuesday off only for you to learn everything, to listen to Jennifer's podcast, to listen from Jennifer, right there, it's something that we never do because we get stuck in, oh, I have to sell another product because I need more money or, you know, but you don't have to, you don't need to. But the thing is, is what you don't know. And most people have so much money, they're making so much money, but they don't know how to manage that money. And so that money evaporates. And every day it's an opportunity for you to stop evaporating. So to stop uh, becoming um, a starving stylist or, or a salon poverty. And so um, it is your responsibility to yourself only to engage with learning, hire a mentor. You cannot do this alone. You have to. Um, and find the one that fits the best for you. Interview as many as you can. And when you feel comfortable with somebody, just go with that somebody and don't look right and don't look left. Just stick on for the next few years. Um, like I said, I, I spend about $60,000 a year on my education. Not, not every year. Sometimes it's 30, sometimes it's 40. But for me to elevate, to learn, to get to where I need to be, I need to spend the time and the money to learn from that. And, and I don't look right and left. You know, I focus and I stay with one program for three to five years because there's so much to learn and so much to apply. Most people, they get like scrolling. Oh, I'll read that book. Oh, I'll read that book. I'll listen to that podcast. I'll listen to that mentor. I'll do this. I'll do that. And before you know it, you're spending $10,000 on different things that are not serving you. Now, focus on one, just go with one, whatever you choose and uh, apply. Now you can apply unless you have the time to apply. So again, we're back into the time. Who's your bottleneck? And if, if you find yourself that you're literally in your way, you gotta remove that from your way and then schedule the time, most important thing is that you need to do it and you need to do it now because we are heading into something that um, buzzword, you know, calls recession, right? We don't know. We don't know if it's coming or if it's not coming. But what we can know is how to thrive through it. Through it. And instead of call it recession, switch it to succession. Mm. And you can That's, do it. I love that. Roni, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And I'm going to make sure that we collect all of your information that we can put in the show notes so our listeners can find more information about you if they, they want to learn with you. You are just such an amazing blessing to our industry. I mean, to... to take all of the things that you have learned in your career and to be able to share that with other people and help them prevent them from falling on their face and not getting back up. And so I, th I thank you so much for sharing all of your education and inspiration with our industry. We need more people like you in our industry. Is there any last words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, first of all, thank you, Jennifer, for letting me um, share with your audience and, and the world. Um, you are doing such a magnificent thing by just being here and spending the time because that's your purpose. And, and I love that about you. Um, I just love you, period.com. Um, oh. But <laughs> the only thing I would share is it's never too late no matter how old you are, when you're starting, um, identify what is it that you want. And sometimes you just don't know until you're in it and you got experiences and go through experiences. It's okay. 
you got to do it. You got to try things. Um, today, we had a big conversation with our members. And uh, one of our members said, um, I just don't know what I really want. Do I want to 100% not be at the chair anymore? Or should I just do one day or two days? And then I know I want to grow. So are people saying you shouldn't? People say, what should I do? And we said, well, what, what if you just try? Try and see if you like or not. You know, there's nothing wrong with either way to try. So try is a big, big word. Okay. And I like that. So this is for her. On the other hand, then there is this magnificent Jenna, who is a young, young uh, stylist. Her, her dream was to own a business. Like she wanted to be the CEO of the company. And she jumped into the deep water and she said, I am going to do it cold turkey. I have a new staff of three or four or five, and I am going to empower them to let me, to empower me to be just the CEO. And that was a decision, right? A decision in a thing. So you can do whatever you want to do. Just do, just do. Take the leap and have, make sure you have the right support around you and build your life now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Just do it now. But with the right company, with the right design, and, and live your life better now. Mm, that's so beautiful. You're, you're beautiful inside and out. This has been so fun. And I just know that our listeners today have found some new great gold nuggets that they can apply to their life. And um, we're just so fortunate to have you in on the podcast and in the industry. Thank you so much, Ronit. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you are loving these episodes, I would appreciate a review on your experience of how this podcast is helping you grow your business so that others just like yourself can learn, grow and be a part of the podcast. I'd love to get connected with my listeners. So make sure to join me in the free Facebook group where you'll find a community of like-minded beauty professionals that want to grow their business and careers. I'll share with you my top tips, Q&As, and when new podcasts are released. Thank you again for your love and support. It's an honor to be a part of your business building journey.